this mobilization of people is that they will come to the place that they will be supernaturally equipped until we all come into a unity and we appear as one person, Christ formed in us. I have some wonderful news. We've been singing about it this morning. The Lord is here. God is one. We know him in three different ways. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Again, Philip asked Jesus, he said, Lord, show us the Father. And Jesus said, have I been with you so long, Philip, but you haven't known me? He who has seen me has seen the Father. Father, Holy Spirit is here. He is here with you now. Now, when Jesus gathered his disciples together to train them for three years, put them on this journey to where they would become apostles, he began by speaking nine blessings over them. And it opened them up to a precious journey to where they would make passage out of childhood into sonship, into husbandship, and to fatherhood. Many people say they're born again. They believe in Jesus. But there's no evidence that they've ever made passage out of that childhood into sonship. In sonship, we take on the patterns of our Father, Father God. And then that allows us to behave in such a manner that when we get to the third stage of management stage, we call it husbandship, we're able to manage relationships in a godly way, the way the Lord Jesus would have it done. Now, if you go over here in the nursery and you observe the children, you'll see this little boy about two years of age or little older and another child has a toy that he wants and if he doesn't learn anything he might go over and say I want the toy give me that toy and the other child says no it's mine and so he just bops him on the head and while he's in shock he picks up the toy and walks away with it well you say we don't do that well adults do it they go over and they say I want it my way. And so they release a volley of words that are strong and offensive. Speaking curses over other people. Or sometimes they go further to where right now they're on the streets of America engaging in violent acts because they never have been born again. And never have made transition out of that childhood into that sonship where they begin to behave like our Father God, the Lord Jesus Christ. Now Jesus prepared his disciples to where they would be leaders who could mobilize people and equip them and train them to behave and live like Jesus And to also impart that to other people. Each one of you is on a journey today. 
And I ask you the question, where are you in this journey? Have you made passage out of your childhood? Or have you even entered into your childhood yet? Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again. In John chapter 3, Nicodemus didn't even understand that. He said, how can I be born again? Can I enter into my mother's body and be born the second time? Jesus said, no, that's fleshly birth. But you must be born of the Spirit of God. That's the very first thing that Jesus taught his disciples. In Matthew chapter 5 and verse 3, he said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Who are they? That's a person who is totally surrendered to the Lord. Just absolute surrender. Lord, I surrender my life to you. Here it is. Take it. Do whatever you want to with it. But I surrender it to you. That's the way we begin the journey. You will not make your passage out of your childhood into your sonship until first you surrender yourself to the Lord. Absolute surrender. Totally turning your life over to Him. Are you ready to begin your journey? If you are, stand up with me and open your hands right now. Just stand up with me and open your hands. Man, woman, boy, and girl. And just say this, say, Lord Jesus, here is my life. I surrender it to you now. Take it. Do whatever you want to with it. I belong to you, Lord. I am yours now. Take me and use me for your glory. In Jesus' name. Well, welcome. You started your journey if you haven't already made it. Welcome. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. This is going to be an exercise lesson for a minute. And the second thing that he taught his disciples was in verse 4. He said, Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. That word comforted in the Greek, the parakletos, it literally means that the Holy Spirit will move in immediately and begin to minister to you. What is it that a person, it's, it's a funeral word. What do we grieve over? We come to the realization, as soon as we surrender ourselves to the Lord fully, that our sins, past and present sins, have grieved God, grieved the Holy Spirit, grieved the Lord Jesus Christ. We say, oh Lord, forgive me. For all my past sins, for all my present sins, I'm so sorry, Lord, I repent. And when we do, the Holy Spirit moves in. Repentance is turning toward God. The Holy Spirit moves in and he takes the blood of Jesus and cleanses us of all that sin. And we begin to rejoice in his presence because of what he's done. Let's continue our journey. You ready? Stand up with me right now, if you would. You've made your surrender. Just think for a moment. Think about those sins, past and sins. Have you ever sinned? Anyone in here who all your life you've never committed a sin? Anybody here? I'd like to meet you. Oh, no, no hands went up. 
All of us have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Open your hands to the Lord. Say, Lord, I've sinned against you. I've grieved you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I turn to you now in repentance. And thank you, Lord, that the Holy Spirit is taking the blood of Jesus right now and cleansing me and taking all my sins away. I praise you, Lord. I'm clean in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hey, you're clean. You're clean. Turn to somebody and say, I'm clean. I'm clean. I'm forgiven. Hallelujah. Isn't that good news? Oh, my goodness. Oh, praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Now, there's one more that I want to give you right now. In this journey that you're taking, under the leadership of the Holy Spirit, into your fatherhood. You know, biblically, every person is supposed to become a father. Just like you're supposed to become a son. A father is a person who forms character in another person. So you're destined to be a father. The third thing that he taught his disciples, Jesus said, blessed are the meek. Now that isn't weak people, but a meek person, when you go to the Greek, is a person who obeys the commands of Christ. You do what the Lord would have you do. And when you're facing a challenge, before you open your mouth or before you take any action, you think, Lord, what would you do in this situation? What would you do? And then you respond the way the Lord would do it, his way. A pastor came to me one time some years ago, and he said, my whole church is turning against me. My leadership, I don't know what they're going to do. But then they say that they're going to vote me out of the church. What do you say, Pastor Logan? I said, oh, hallelujah. He said, hallelujah. Yeah, Jesus said, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. Blessed are you when men persecute you, revile you, say all manners of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad. For great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Have you got someone who's causing difficulty in your life? Anyone? You're to obey the commands of Christ. Just stand up with me one more time. And say, thank you, Jesus, that I have the honor and the joy of sharing in your suffering. I rejoice in your presence. I commit myself to obey your commands and the commands of the Father in the Ten Commandments. No matter what I face, I belong to you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, wow. Praise the Lord. Hey, you're doing good on your journey. You're moving in your journey toward fatherhood. To where you can reproduce more, bring forth more people in the kingdom of God.
for divine purposes. Then Jesus went on to say to his disciples, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. How do you receive mercy for all that you've done? You're merciful to other people. What a precious journey that is. That's God's divine plan for you. In Romans chapter 8 and verse 19, Paul wrote this. It's amazing how he learned so much, isn't it? Having been where he was. But he said this, For the anxious longing of the creation waits eagerly for the revealing of the sons of God. Your your King James says the manifestation. All of creation is waiting eagerly for God's children to become sons. To get out of this childhood behavior and become sons of God and live the life on this earth that Jesus lives in you. Isn't that wonderful? Now that's what happens when apostleship when parenting, when pastoring, when profiting, when evangelizing begins to take form in the body of Christ. To where you can do exactly what the Lord Jesus does. Christ in you, the hope of glory, a divine plan. And when you do, The trees will sing praises to God. The animals will all sing praises. Oh, praise the Lord. In in Romans 8, 28, it says, You have a calling of God according to his purpose. You have a destiny that you are entering into. Some of you have already been in it. Some of you are way up there. In your growth, going from childhood to sonship to husbandship into fatherhood. But we all have that destiny. And can you imagine what's going to happen in our community when this happens here in this place? Our pastor Mark Anthony this morning was talking about and and also a leader leading a worship, talking about the word getting out on the street. How awesome that is. This morning, when we release you, we're all going to go forth as an army of people, each one supernaturally equipped under the anointing of the Holy Spirit to do the work that the Lord would have us to do. You're called for this purpose. In 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 9, Paul wrote this. He saved us. He called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was granted us in Christ Jesus 
from all eternity. The Lord has granted to you and to me this divine responsibility to be his servants and to do his works until he returns. That's who you are. I'm glad to meet each one of you today. Those of you who have made that commitment, and I I didn't see a person who didn't stand. We all made the commitment. Absolute surrender. Turning your life over to him. Now, after, after Jesus had spent three years training his disciples, they watched him as he ministered. They listened to him as he taught. They saw him performing many miracles. He raised the dead. The blind saw the left, her, left could hear. People were transformed and changed. They came from everywhere to listen to him. They followed him for three years. And then Jesus took all their sins upon himself and went to the cross. And there he made full atonement for those 12 men and for you and for me. All of them. So that they could be prepared. Then he arose and went to heaven. And he poured his spirit out at Pentecost. And there he supernaturally empowered them that they might be able to do the work that he would have them to do. Listen to what he said in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. This is for you. But you shall receive power after that the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Now, that word power in the Greek is the word dunamis. We get our word dynamite from it. Each one of you here is filled with the dynamite of the Holy Spirit today. Or you can be. You have made a surrender of your life. You can be filled. There's another word that's used when they talk about Power, but it's the word exousia. It means authority. The authority that we have in the fivefold ministry that you're a part of, to where the Lord supernaturally equips you for ministry, is the power of the Holy Spirit. But that word dunamis, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. That word witness is the word martus. It means martyr. You've died to yourself. You're totally surrendered to Jesus Christ. Supernatural empowerment. So three years of training for the disciples led to their redemption through the atoning work of Jesus on the cross and their empowerment at Pentecost to be endowed with the Holy Spirit to carry forth the work of Jesus and oversee his church and bring forth 
a mighty church. That continues today. It has not stopped since that day. As the Holy Spirit has continued to reproduce the work of the Lord Jesus Christ, the like of Jesus in you and in other people like you, wherever they go. What an awesome thing to consider. Now, for a long time, when I was pastoring, I didn't understand all that. My wife and I, in 1965, felt led of the Lord to lay down the pastorate. We were pastoring in downtown Valdosta. We took a commission with the Foreign Mission Board of the Southern Baptist Convention, and they sent us to Spain. In 1970, I was a professor in the Baptist Seminary in Barcelona and pastoring. I was planting a church in that great city. And a doctor said to me and my wife, your wife has stage four cancer. I didn't know what to do. I was a Pharisee. I didn't know how to handle it. And then a lady came into her life, a chaplain from the American Air Base in Madrid called me. He knew me. He was a Baptist chaplain. He said, my young people have learned their songs in Spanish. Could you set us up in one of your churches? So I set them up in one of the churches. They drove down in the bus to do a concert in Spanish in our Spanish church. And when the children got off the bus, a young lady the age of my wife got off. And they started walking together. And my little wife started pouring her heart out to her and telling her what she was going through. She said, I'm just searching God. I need God. Do you need God today? She said, I need God. The lady said, I I think I can help you. Is there a place where we can be alone? So she took her upstairs in the building to a classroom. And there the lady instructed her in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Laid hands on her. My wife was baptized in the Holy Spirit. Began to speak in tongues. Two or three weeks later, we took her back to the doctor for them to start their treatments. They ran more tests on her. And they couldn't find any cancer. Hallelujah. She never had a treatment. But that day when that lady lay hands on her, she said, I don't even know who you are. Who are you? She said, I'm Sister Raquel. I'm a Roman Catholic nun. But she said, in my convent in New Mexico, I got saved, born again. And then I was baptized in the Holy Spirit and began to speak in tongues. And my mother superior made me leave. She kicked me out. She said, I'm in Madrid, and I'm working with the pastor, with the chaplain, and, and with all these children. And I'm, I'm doing small groups in Madrid trying to teach people how to be born again and filled with the Spirit. No matter where, it's amazing. You never know where God's going to take you. Because today, you're beginning a new journey. Under the leadership of your pastors, your elders here in the church, we're beginning a new journey. You ready to carry that journey forward? Then stand up with me again. And open your hands up to the Lord. And say with me, say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for saving me. I thank you for forgiving me of my sins. And removing all my sins 
past and present. I thank you that you've called me to come out of childhood and to move into sonship and to become one of your fathers, just like you did your apostles, Lord. Baptize me right now. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And I say to you, receive. Receive. Every one of you, receive. In Jesus' name, receive. Rejoice in the Lord. Oh, give Him thanks right now, church. Praise His holy name. Hallelujah. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Jesus. Open up to the Lord. Take a deep breath. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I belong to you. I'm yours, Lord. Use me for your glory. Hallelujah. Now remain standing. I want to tell you something. This morning, the Lord, the Holy Spirit, has led you to the place of absolute surrender. He has taken all your sins. You've declared your sins past and present, and he's taken them all away. He's forgiven you. And if you sin again, you can tell him about it and he'll forgive you again. He's equipped you supernaturally. He's empowered you now with the Holy Spirit. The time has come for you to let God use you for his glory. From now on, your life, your action, everything that comes out of your mouth will bring glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You're equipped for God's divine purpose.